that I was going down against Mr. FSP. Hello. Hey, there was you were, but at the end of that game, no word. You, you were losing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got that. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. You won. You, you did win, but but it you did not whoop nobody's butt. It was a very close game. It was a very close game, and I lost. But if you if you're but, not first, you're, uh, you're, you're, right. you're right. You're right. So this week in the palace, this week in the palace, as as well as in the neighborhood, you're about to get a real beat down, not like a five point it's win and call it and call start. it a. Okay. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. It's how you finish. So you. So I want I want you to remember that when when you tell when you when you gloat about that one time you beat me in the first week of fantasy. I want you to remember wait that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, I, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week uh, because your mic uh, uh, mysteriously went away, but that's okay. Yeah, it did. It did, I, man. I, I, I understand that. You want to know what happened? No, because... no, I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened with that. I uh, I went to the restroom, and I – would you be quiet? I went to the restroom, and okay. uh, I thought my laptop was charged – it was not, and uh, I could not get to the charger in time to plug it into the wall, so uh, it went out, and then when I restarted, the mic malfunctioned, whereas I could hear everything you were saying. I just could not talk. That's why I kept cl- hitting the applause yep, button when yep. you said, I-, I don't know if, yep. you, if that means yep. yes or no, and da-da-da-da-da. I-, I got it. Well, g- guess what? And, and you should know this, be, being in the military and being a a uh, E seven, a E eight, whatever. Why you, know you gotta get my ranking right? stuff out there, dude? Why, why why you gotta get out? Why you gotta get that stuff out? You know the P's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep going, keep it moving. You know what the P's are, right? You want to? You want me to say them, or do you want to say them? I, I'm I'm moving on to football. Prior to We're not poor performance. Well, you should have did that, you know, for your drafts. But let's get back to wait, fantasy. Wait, wait. What, draft, what draft are you talking about? Because I had eight teams and six of my teams won. Oh, six uh, of my teams won, and one of them was against Mr. FSP. So what are you saying? Oh, that's great. Week one, week one is wonderful. Only The only team I had lose in um, ESPN was that one, and it was only by five. Um, so I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Wait, but the only one? Well, I, you, you, you I said ESPN. You just said make ESPN. me better. <laughs> well, I mean, if that if that helps you sleep at night, if that helps you sleep no, at it night, helps but, sleep at night. It, just, it just highlights. It just highlights. It just highlights. A small all, victory. All that, all that is rosy is is, is not, and, and you thought. Just because your boy Joe said uh, I'm going to go down, just like he said I'm going to go down this week, I, you know I, I didn't I didn't respond to him. I don't think I responded to him. I just waited because I, I had a feeling, I knew it was going to be pretty close. I had a feeling that you were going to get on the short end of that stick, but I wasn't going to say nothing because I think he's got a bias against me. I, I could be wrong, but <laughs> the last two weeks, the last two weeks, he said I'm going to get beat. By you, by by you for one, and then by uh, 
Beware of the Hoof. I think it was Beware of the Hoof this week. So it is what it is. I mean, it's a long season. You're right. But each time we play each other, it's highlighted. And we have bragging rights for that one week we play each other. And now this week, this past week, I have bragging rights. And I, I, it may be twofold or threefold, depending on what matchups, uh, what matchups turn out this week. So you can, you can stick out your chest. You can poke it out all you want because you've got a nice lead right now. But until the last game is played if, on Monday night, it ain't over till it's over. Well, I'm glad you have your one week of bravado. It won't happen again. But okay. you never know. You never know. And I want to get to the I games. As... And start off with baseball. 66% of what I predicted came true. Um, well, and, and, and that was baseball. I told you, you suck in baseball. You're going down to... In baseball, anyway. So, the but, first hold on, hold on. hey, 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 hey! Did I make it or did you, and eliminate you? Well, yes. You, so you, that that and, that's and what matters. You eliminated you. It, you eliminated you. And, and you told me this. This is what you I told eliminated me. And you. I, and, I eliminated and, and, you. That's that's the point. I told you at the beginning of the season in baseball. Oh gosh! Um, you said I wasn't going to make it. No, no. The, what the way I drafted was this. I wasn't going to make sure. I was going to win the home runs, and I was going to make sure I was going to win the stri- strikeouts. I had a strategy for both of them. I, that's why I told you I wasn't going to get into stolen bases because the type of team I was gathering wasn't a type of team that would amount to a lot of uh, stolen bases. That's why I didn't get into that. And, and, you know, it would be pretty stupid of me to get into something that my team is not even uh, um, uh, formulated for. But I got into the ones that I were very confident that I was going to win, and I did that. But are we talking about side items or are we talking about championships? Because side items are like side chicks. They don't mean much. So, well, hey, you know. Hey, hey, hey. They, they, they mean things to, in your pocket just like the oh. championships. Now, I understand what you're saying, but there were three things on the table that I said I was going to accomplish. And 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 somebody on the other end of this show that that's talking to me said it wasn't going to happen, and two of the three oh things goodness. did happen. Two of the three, but you you can't deny it. Can you deny it? No, you can't deny it. You, you know, I'm be like Tupac. I'm be like Tupac. Handily, like handily, handily knocked me out. Of, and yes. I'll freely admit that. Freely admit that. And I was really oh, now, go past now you do it. Well, I had to feel confident because I had a, had a pretty nice lead, and and if you didn't beat me by, by you, what you beat me, um, and to tell you the truth, and it's not an excuse, but to tell you the truth, over the weekend, now I had, I think I had a lead or or or, or it was very close going into the weekend. Of, uh, it was of, close. Um, and it was close. My team decided they decided to want to sit on the bench and not get up to the plate and do anything, and that's what happened because they, they they hit below the Mendoza line for two days. That's below 200, my 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 uh, uh, my batters. So that that's what killed me. So it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. I only can put the players out there, and, and it is what it is. You beat me handily. You went to the playoffs. Hoorah, hoorah. You're going to get you're gonna get beat in the, in the first round, and then what's that accomplish? Nothing. Did you win any money? No. I Did I win you. any money? Yes. <laughs> well, I beat you. That's the main thing on that front. Well, but 
I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose. I'm going to keep going, but it's okay cuz I have some of the I have the best uh, set of pitchers. Um my bats are okay, but I have the best set of pitchers. And I got like three of them going uh today. So, I'm going to make up some ground in that regard. But I want to move to football. Make up some I want to move to football. Victor, do you know how far you're behind? I'm okay. I'm okay. Do you Things do you, Can I go to football? To, I'm going right now. to go it's to football. Over. It's over. That's what you thought uh, with us, didn't you? No, no. Didn't you? Didn't no, no. you? Didn't you? Now be quiet. Let's go to football. Three going into Saturday, it's over. Okay. Move Jerry, on to football. We'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to move on to football. Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to, but you, you're not. Uh, you're not being cooperative. All right, wait a minute. So I'm not anyway. being compliant. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. It's time to shoot you. Um, but anyway, uh, wow. You know, I, I didn't see. There you go. There you go. You you got to come foul out of your face like that. Why? Why? You can't make a well, joke of that. Come on, man. Listen, I'm, I'm wearing blue right now. Blue lives matter. Yeah. So I'm and I'm seeing <laughs> red right now. And I'm seeing red. <laughs> All right. Because I just. Sit down on the couch. Stop standing on the couch. Come on. Uh, Come on. Uh, standing or sitting, I'm still seeing red over that, what you just said. Oh, God. Unbelievable, really? Donald. <laughs> but you know what? President Obama's birth certificate is real. So moving forward, here we go. Uh, I want to talk about, because we had a perfect segue until you start going off into your tangent. Um <sighs> You know the show's not complete unless oh, I go off. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you know that. Come on. <laughs> the problem is you have problems. So moving forward. Um, yeah, one of them's on the last week. <laughs> to you, there, buddy. Um, we've got a game that I want to talk about. And what game? well, uh, can I set it up? The problem. Go ahead, man. I'm waiting for you. Is, too slow on the trigger here. This dude. This dude. Um, the problem is yes, sir. we don't know if it's a legit team or if the team they played last week just laid down because they were told to stand up during the national anthem. I'm talking about San Francisco versus Carolina. Last week, the last Monday night game of the uh, – first week of the season, it looked to me like the Los Angeles Rams decided they weren't going to perform on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and I say it looked like they decided to take a seat or, or, or not to finish because Jeff Fisher told them in a meeting that they, no one better not take a knee. That's quite different Is that from right? what James... Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. It's quite, not it's quite different, quite different than what James Harrison did with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, I, I think they're a bunch of punks. If you're gonna let James Harrison uh, punk you, but I mean, well, what, he did it what, to wait, wait, J- John Gruden. Before you go what? any further, before you go any further. You went. You said something about the Rams and Jeff Fisher I know. making a statement. 
I know. And I, women. I, I'm, 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 no, Jesus. And, and, and he said something about James Harrison. Well, for those, including myself, that don't know exactly what you're talking about, why don't you expound on those and, and, and inform us all? Okay, I didn't know you didn't know. I figured since you were the master, since you're the master, you you should know. But anyway, the deal is, um, Jeff Fisher, last week, after, uh, you know, the whole cabinet incident and all that, stated that um, nobody on his uh, team, I mean, everybody on their team will stand up for the national anthem when it's played, show reverence to the flag and all that. Well, James Harrison went to Twitter and said uh, nobody on his team better not stand up. I mean, better not take a knee uh, during the national anthem or they're going to have to deal with him. And he had, you know, the eyes looking around on it. So those are the two incidents I'm referring to. Wow. Really? But, yes. But. Wow. Let me go back to what I was trying to do. Uh, San Francisco came out and balled out. In fact, they right. shut out. They shut out the Rams with right. Todd Gurley, with mm-hmm. you know a, a not that great of a defense. Right. Um. So wow. I, I, I don't yeah. know if if San Francisco was um, if they were excuse me for real. With Chip Kelly and, and Blaine Gabbert, because Blaine Gabbert like a world beater. Or if there were some, you know, hey, uh, I'm just going to make this look like I want to play for this dude. But San Francisco yeah. takes on a team. San Francisco takes on a team in Carolina who snatched a defeat from the jaws of victory um, last week versus Denver. Now Cam Newton's on a uh, a mission here. Kelvin Benjamin came back and proved to be a big difference uh, in the Super Bowl rematch, even though the same result came about. Mm-hmm. And the defense looked just as good as it did last year. I think Blaine Gabbert and the 49ers are in for a monster of a beatdown. I really think so. Uh, it's going to be in Carolina, and I really believe Carolina is going to um, they're going to put a double-digit win up on this team. Uh, just because I don't that San Francisco, I don't think they're ready. I just don't think they're ready. I think they're going to be too overconfident over what they did to the Rams, who normally have a very good defense. Normally. But I'm not sure what happened with them this time. But uh, your thoughts on the wow. San Fran Carolina game? First of all, I got to comment on this man because this is this is um pretty heavy in my in my opinion, and and, and I'm and I'm not saying you glossed over it, but it's an issue with it in itself. I watched that uh, Los Angeles San Francisco game. I couldn't believe how bad Los Angeles played and how well San Francisco looked. Fisher's face throughout that game, he was shaking his head very stoically um, at what was going on with his team. It looked like he was saying too much to anybody just watching what was taking place. 
Yeah, and that's why I think that they probably mailed it in because of his mandate. But I'm not. I'm that's speculation. That's speculation. I understand that, but if if if, that, if that's the case, the speculation isn't the case that he said that. Am I right about that? That is correct. Then I gotta believe that, you know, the majority of that team is the um, minority, African American, and for a uh, uh, head coach to, I'll say it like this. Um, the head coach to come out like he's the. Oh, jeez, I know. I, plantation. Uh, can work absolutely in the wrong way. Uh, and he may have overstepped his bounds when he did that, in my opinion. And that can be the beginning of the end, even though I think they're trying to get a new contract for him. Uh, yeah, three-year extension. Yeah, even and that could be the beginning of an of a, of a lot of dissension in the locker room and loss of respect for a head coach for the simple fact he came out of his face like that. That's not that is not good uh, when you when you mandate something like that. Um, man, that, that 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 just wow, wow. That that you understand what I'm saying? That that's got heavy no, impl- no. implications. On yeah, the, the, the attitude of that team, and if they're going to play for this coaching and coaching staff now, wow. Um, well, I mean, that's the only reason why I brought it up because it, mm-hmm. it's such a, to me, the the way they came out and underperformed. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it looked to me the defense showed up, but they were on the field a lot. Um. I'm not saying that the effort wasn't there, but the effort did not seem like it was as, it looked like they were still in preseason. Right. And, and, right. And and that's a bad thing, especially when you've already had four preseason games and, you know, uh, even in the off, in the preseason, they look better. So, but anyway, um, let me get back. Let me get back to the, the, the business at hand, which is this week. Uh, I think the Carolina Panthers are going to um, take the Niners to the woodshed over and over and over again. Um, the only thing that may keep keep them halfway into the game is the uh, defense of the 49ers. People got to remember, and they haven't lost any pieces on the offensive side. Carolina was one of the top scoring teams in the country. I mean, in the NFL last last uh, season, and they scored uh, what 30, 30 points, twenty twenty. Uh, what is it? I forget what, what the score. Twenty eight. Whatever it was. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Nothing. Yeah. No, no. I'm talking about the um, Carolina against Denver. What was the score? It was twenty one nineteen or something like that. It was, yeah, something like that. They lost by – yeah, they they didn't lose by much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got to believe that they're going to they're gonna lay the wood uh, on, on – I don't even know what the spread is, but I got to believe they're going to lay the wood on on uh, Niners. Um, and it's, it's home opener for Carolina too? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, they're looking for redemption. 
they are looking for redemption. Well, let me, um, let me put it this way: they got probably one of the best teams for that to go up against. To get, oh yeah, to do that. Well, that's why I said I believe this is going to be a double-digit win for Carolina. I don't know what the points where it is either, but San Francisco is about to feel the wrath of a menace. Um, but thirteen, something like that, something like that. Uh, might be eleven actually, but I haven't looked okay. at it. It may, it may move down. I mean, it, uh, I'm just saying it's double-digit, like you said. It's going to be crazy, in my opinion. But let's move mm-hmm. on. Baltimore versus Cleveland. Um, okay. Cleveland did not do well. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what happened. RG3 got injured again. He is uh, out six to eight weeks. Josh McCown mm-hmm. steps in. Um, they did not look good. Gary Barnage, the tight end for Cleveland, did not get one reception last week. Um, oh. Coleman Coleman did well um, Who else Coleman did well And uh, I forgot the other person that did well For um, For Cleveland But that's about it And Baltimore They didn't look like world beaters They didn't They played Cincinnati And They lost um, Well no 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 The Jets played Cincinnati I apologize Um Baltimore won, but it wasn't it wasn't a, 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 a victory that says okay, well they're in it. The running game for Baltimore was pretty much non-existent. Justin Forsett. Hello. Hello. Yeah, well, Justin Go Forsett. Go ahead. Justin Go ahead. Forsett did not look good, but Hello. again, let's let's look at let's look at Justin Forsett's uh, production preseason. There was none because he was hurt. Terrence West and the rest of those guys, uh, it, it was a running back by committee, which never really works out um, unless unless there's a, um, uh, a a lead back that can, like, shoulder most of the load, which in that case it did not. But Mike Wallace had an appearance. Now, this is crazy. Steve Smith was targeted – what, uh, 12 times, had six catches for 14 yards. That's ridiculous. Now, no, no, I, I, I have to disagree with that. He was targeted eight times, five catches okay. for 19 yards. He okay, was targeted that, that, more than he Yeah, but uh, still, 19 yards on five catches, that, that's not good. That's the point. And my, His first time back, man, he had a, a severe Achilles. So, you know. Okay. Well, Mike Wallace mm-hmm. uh, had the lone touchdown for Baltimore, mm-hmm. and people are okay. saying there's a resurgence happening there. Baltimore goes to Cleveland, who, for whatever reason, their defense just is not good this year. Uh, and it's not going to get any better playing Baltimore. Uh, although, although, I I think this is going to be a closer game than most think because Josh McCown is not going to make uh, the mistakes that RG3 did, although RG3 only had one interception. 
It wasn't that big of a deal. But the the main factor is that uh, McCown has a rapport with these guys, and that's good. Also, Terrence, not Terrence West, uh, but Terrence West gets to play against his old team, the Cleveland Browns. But Duke Johnson and those other guys in the backfield for uh, Cleveland, they need to show up. They need to show up. I don't know if they will, though. That's the thing. I have no idea if they're going to show up. Um, I think it's going to be close, but I have Baltimore winning this one with very few fantasy highlights. Dennis Pitta made an appearance last week. Uh, I don't know if he's going to do it again. He may. He may, because Cleveland is not that good at covering, it seems. But uh, that was my lone uh, uh, surprise here, Dennis Pitta. Uh, Maybe Steve Smith and uh, quite possibly um, Mike Wallace, but nothing for Cleveland, nothing at all. Go ahead, JT. um, Now you understand, and I know it's only the first game, but – it's it's a complete mess. Um, that I why well, I ju- dropped uh, Justin Forsett in one of my fantasy leagues that we're in. For the simple fact is I can see the handwriting on the wall. Even though he may be the in quotation marks lead back, even though he 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 had um, uh, four carries for forty. Uh, uh, I think it was what is it now? Hold on a minute. I had it. He had uh, a four point one average of the, the amount of yardage he had, I think it was whatever. And that backfield is a mess. Um, and it's only going to get messier when uh, Kenneth Dixon comes back um, and they try to incorporate him into the running game. So it's, it's like uh, if you're desperate for set, if you don't need him, can him. That's my opinion. Anyway, in this game, uh, RG3 near the end of the game got hurt. Uh, trying, to, he reverted back to um, thinking he was Superman, and quite naturally, he was Mr. Brittle. And that's what he's going to suffer for the next six to eight weeks when he's out. Uh, Josh McGowan it takes over and is going to distribute the ball, especially to his tight end who was non-existent uh, uh, the first game. But I like Baltimore, and I think you're right um, uh, that it's going to be a, a close, closer than most people think, in my opinion. Simple, simple for the fact is this: I've never liked this guy. I, I think he's, I would say, overrated. But he's he's a Forrest Gump type of guy. Um, You open, you open a box of chocolates and you don't know what you're going to get. Let me put it that way. Um, and I'm talking about Joe Flacco. Flacco is the one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. He can be Joe All-World one week and uh, Joe the rookie the next week. Um, or looking like a third-string quarterback the next week. Um uh, and a division rival on the road, uh, I know a lot of people are saying play Joe Flacco. Flacco's going to take advantage big time. Well, I, I got to see it to believe it. But I do like Baltimore in this because I think they got more talent 
uh, by default than Cleveland. All right, let's move on to uh, Tennessee headed to Detroit. Now, Detroit was in a wild game, very wild game last week versus Indianapolis. Um, now, I'm I'm still not a believer, still not a believer, but um, he won. Matthew Stafford won without Megatron in a way that he would normally win with Megatron. And with that being said, he distributed the ball evenly uh, to his players. There was also uh, Amir Abdullah sighting. He actually had a very good game. Um, unexpectedly, Theo Riddick was called upon in short yardage. Uh, he went in for a concussion protocol, came back after scoring one touchdown, uh, came back and scored the uh, game-winning touchdown, Uh well, not winning touchdown, but leading. And they had to go back downfield and kick a field goal with, uh, I want to say, very, very little time uh, left on the clock. And when I say little time, I mean like maybe six seconds or something like that. Detroit looked good. They gave up a lot of points in the second half, though. Uh, so the secondary needs a little work. Now, Tennessee... I don't know what identity they're going to have. I don't know. Uh, DeMarco Murray did get in the end zone for all the fantasy folks. He did do well, but he didn't have that many yards last week. I thought he would have had a, a better set of, uh, of um, stats than he did, but it's okay because uh, when he plays the game, you know he's going to uh, play it hard. He went airborne to get his first touchdown. And wouldn't you know it, Tennessee's defense collapsed towards the end of the the game last week. So that plays right into what Detroit does. If you don't play a full 60 minutes, apparently Detroit is going to play a full 60 minutes. Again, it was against Indianapolis, who has a terrible defense. But I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you like this. This is going to be an interesting game. I think it's probably going to be one of the higher scoring games of the uh, weekend if both teams play like they did last week. Um, but I'm going to give the edge to Detroit to go 2-0. and And I, I love DeMarco Murray in this game. Also, I love Amir Abdullah. Uh, Marvin Jones... <laughs> He he looked good. He looked good. But, again, with Matthew Stafford distributing the ball left and right, and you don't really know who to key on, that's a good thing. So I think Matthew Stafford is going to be a fantasy darling this week. Again, uh, I don't know about Golden Tate. I don't know. Um, I know Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson might end up being someone that you really like. Uh in this game because of his height. But Mariota didn't throw the ball to him too much. So we'll see. Go ahead, JT. All right. Detroit's going to win the game. Plain and simple. They're going to win the game. Uh, 
I know there's been a, was a lot of hype on, on t- Tennessee and the run, ground and pound and all that, and they've improved on what, what, uh, the weapons on both sides of the ball. This is Detroit's home opener, feeling good about their first win against Indianapolis. Detroit's going to win this game, and I think this is another game that's going to be a double-digit win by Detroit. Okay. All right. Let's move on. We've got Kansas City going to your Houston Texans. Now, Lamar Miller was a pedestrian type back last week. He didn't do too much, didn't do too little. He did just enough. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is is uh, clearly their best weapon on the field um, offensively. Kansas City, overtime victory, pulled out a win where it looked like they were definitely going to lose because they were so far behind. Uh, Spencer Ware showed up uh, second half of the game. He's going to have to do it again against a better defense. Uh, Chicago is nowhere near the caliber of, of team that Kansas City is. Uh now, let me excuse me. Uh, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm trying to say that that Houston, who plays Chicago first, um, they're going to have their hands full. Kansas City. Uh, so don't expect a, a a great performance from um, from Houston. But Kansas City, they're going to have to find a way to establish the run early. Not late, but early, with Jamal Charles sitting out yet another game. Uh, that tells me that he's a little further behind than, you know, expected. Does that mean that he is uh, probably not going to be ready for game three or week three? If you rule him out three days before the game or four days before the game, that tells me he's probably not going to be ready for game three. He's he's not where they need him to be. Um, and they definitely need him against Houston. Because Spencer Ware and, and Chadwick West and all those other guys, they're not doing it. Alex Smith did get a um, another passing touchdown to a receiver. Uh, but other than that, it, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. But I also think that Brock Oswald is going to have a rough game here, too. Um, so this is going to be a nip-and-tuck game. Kansas City wins uh, by, I want to say, three points. I'm going to go ahead and give them three-point victory. What you got, JT? Folks, this is just another way of Victor showing his bias toward the What? Texans. Come on, dude, really? Now, if you look and apparently he doesn't know this, but I'll put it out there. The two starting offensive guards for the Kansas City Chiefs are out. There's going to be two backups playing offensive guard on both sides of the football. On both sides, the right and left offensive guard are going to be backups for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be a field day. For the defensive line and the defense against the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
meaning putting pressure on Alex Smith, meaning Spencer Ware. I, I think he still plays well because he 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 he's a he proved it last week that he can do it both ways, catching the football and, and running the football. But I think uh, the uh, the game gets controlled by the Houston Texans defensive line compared to the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line and in turn puts pressure on Alex Smith. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be a blowout, but in my opinion, Kansas City showed some weakness last week against a division rival at home in Kansas City that had they had a scramble to win that game. Now, if there was a better team with a better defense, a.k.a. Houston Texans, that comeback does not happen. I'm saying Houston wins this game. I'm not saying it's not going to be close, but Houston wins this game. That is a bias. But we're going to move forward. Miami goes to New England. Wait a minute. If you look at what's happening, and you didn't know the, the two offensive guards, obviously, otherwise you would have said something, the two offensive guards were not starting offensive guards, were not playing in this game, and they're going with two backups. Which is, is, is a big, big deal when both offensive guards are out that start and the two backups are going to take the place against the defensive line uh, of the Houston Texans that were top five last, last, last season? Uh, I mean, that's, that's huge. That's huge. I didn't say that they, that they weren't. It wasn't a big deal. What I'm saying is, is that in order for Kansas City to, to do well in this game, they have to establish a run early and often, not late. And if, if, if they're not able to do so, it's going to be a tough sled. But um, with the new information you just gave me, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think that a backup – is going to have a shot at proving that they are a starter. Now, and now who's showing a bias? Who's showing no, no. a bias? Listen, Come listen, on. listen. If, if they run one, the rock, if it's, oh my if it's God. One offensive guard, I understand. But it's both of them. And they're, they're getting thrown into an uh, uh, offensive line that they now they got to learn the rhythm of the offensive line because there's two backups that are, that are going to have to deal with a left tackle and a right tackle in the center. Come on, that you just well, don't learn that overnight. That, but that also tells me that you're not going to throw the ball much. That tells me you're going to run because you don't have that rhythm for pass protection yet. So you're going to run the rock, establish okay. run early and often. Now, if you, okay. I, hey. I think so. But moving forward, let me let me, let me let me ask you something. Let me ask you something real quick before we move on. In your opinion. And you got to give me an honest opinion. Don't just give me a bias here because I can see the obvious bias. There is no my, bias. You, you, you've picked against the Houston Texans every time uh, um, uh, it come up. But anyway. Oh, Jesus. Who's got the most talent on both sides of the ball? On both sides of the defense, ball? Defense, defense and offense. In, in fact, I'm saying who's got the most talent on the team? Kansas City. On each Kansas City. Kansas City. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yes, because. You really believe that. I believe really so believe because Kansas, Kansas City has a tight end. They have a receiver. They have a decent offensive line. They have a running game with or without Jamal Charles. But with Jamal Charles, definitely 
tops Houston. Now, defense, I'm, I'm defensively. I'm constituted right now. Well, because Jamal even, Charles is, okay. is in this game. So you got to discount okay. Jamal Charles. I'll say, thrown out of the okay, that's fine. That's fine. Spencer Ware is equivalent to Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller got to run the ball 26, 27 times last week, which is great. But he wasn't a game changer for Houston. Spencer Ware ran it about, I want to say, 20 times, got just as many yards, and changed the complexion of the game uh, towards the end of the game. Now, uh, defensively, J.J. Watt is dynamic. But J.J. Watt's not playing defensive back, okay? J.J. Watt, overall overall defense, defense. Kansas City, Kansas City has the overall better set of weapons on defense. They have multiple pass rushers. Every overall defense statistically, who is better? We've only had one game, guy. I'm the one going by last year. You go by last year. Overall, statistically, who was better? You can't. You can't do that because you have a whole new set of characters. Okay. We we can go. We, well, let me put it this way. Um, Justin Houston's out of there. So he's out. That's a big piece of him. So what are you saying? Justin, so you're saying even okay. without Justin Houston, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is better than Houston. Are you saying that? Yeah. You've got Tom Bailey, oh you've got Derek Johnson, you've got Eric Berry, you've got uh, really? Branch, you've got a really? multitude of players that are game changers. Yes. Well, but let's, I, oh, I, I feel something coming on here. I really feel something coming on here. Then I think you better go to the doctor and get it taken care of with some medication. I really feel something coming on here. Well, we'll talk about that. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm listening because I, I can't believe I, unbelievable. Go ahead. Kansas City's going to win that game. Kansas City's going to win that game. Miami, Miami at New England. Now, mm-hmm. we still don't know if Gronk's going to play or not. This is a problem. Looks like, he may not. looks like he more likely won't. Okay. But Garoppolo, um, he didn't win that game. Let's put it that way. Garoppolo did not win that game last week. Arizona lost it. I want you to understand that. They lost it. The kicker shanked the kick. Without Grunk, Martellus Bennett had, I want to say, what, uh, two catches for like four yards or something. He had four fantasy points. He didn't have many. Um, So he wasn't that big of an impact. Uh, The running game was not that good for, uh, for New England either. But they found a way to win. Miami. Arian Foster looked good. Uh, Even though Miami lost, uh, Arian Foster looked good. Uh, The defense was was very good. Um, But the problem is, the problem is, is that they're going against New England. In New England, and these historically are uh, tough games. Historically, tough games. So, with that being said, um, I know they're going to try to run the game, but Hightower, New England's uh, middle linebacker, he doesn't look like he's going to play. Uh, so, I'm going to go ahead and call it. Miami beats New England in New England. And Garoppolo, who holds on to the ball a lot, 
is going to meet Indominus Sue at least at least once or twice. Him, Cameron Wake. I know Mario Edwards is nursing an injury, so he might not be in there. But next man up rule. Uh, I think Miami's defense is just that much better, uh, and Garoppolo just holds on to the rock way too long. With that being said, I'll turn it over to JT. New England wins this game. I think they win it handily. What are you eating? The new offense. The new offense in um, uh, Miami with Adam Gase is a work in progress. And even though Aria Foster caught um, uh, three catches for 62 yards, um, he really didn't run the ball that well. He had 13 runs for 38 yards. So that's three yards, roughly a little less than three yards a carry. So it's a work it in was progress. It was a work in progress. And uh, it's in New England, and it ain't, I'll put it like this, I'll put it um, in, in whatever terms Victor can understand. It ain't going to happen in Miami. It ain't going to happen for Miami. New England wins this game easily. Okay. We'll see. Now to another game that uh, features two explosive offenses. Uh, Even though last week Dallas uh, could not beat the Giants, the Giants looked really good. The quote-unquote supposed rookie of the year, Ezekiel Elliott, did not against that Giants defense. Um, But Drew Brees, 423 passing yards. Brandon Cooks, uh, Mr. Sneed. Only person missing out of this equation were uh, Mark Ingram and Kobe Fleener. Mark Ingram had a decent game, but it wasn't as, as potent as the wide receivers. And Kobe Fleener missed a couple of passes that he probably should have had, but don't panic. He's going to have plenty of opportunities to do it this week uh, because middle linebacker for the Giants, former Redskin, um, can't cover. He can't cover a tight end. He just can't. I don't know why, but he can't cover a tight end, but he can hit. Slow. Slow. Well. Stiffen, stiffen the hips. Yeah, stiffen the hips. I'm not going to say slow, but stiffen the hips. I, I'll give him that. But New Orleans, uh I, I I don't know what happened. They Drew Brees said, I got a new contract. Let me go earn some more of this money. And they exploded last week and, and proved that they're not to be trifled with. Now they're going to go to New York. Victor Cruz came back, got in the end zone, did a little salsa. Uh, the rookie uh, Shepard got in the end zone. Um, only person to get in the end zone was Odell Beckham. Uh, and the Giants actually looked balanced in that game versus the Cowboys. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to go tit for tat with with New Orleans in this game. I'm going to give the victory to New Orleans and look for Drew Brees to have another 
big game. Willie Sneed, surprise, surprise, surprise. I think he's going to have a, a ball-out game again. Brandon Cooks, no. He, he had a, a big game because of big plays. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be Willie Sneed again. And maybe Kobe Fleener. Go ahead, JT. This is um, going to be old-fashioned shootout. Both these two teams have weapons to use and quarterbacks to get those um, the football to those weapons. <clears throat> played in New York. Normally, the Saints don't play well in New York. I mean, excuse me, the Saints don't play well on the road. Drew Brees' um, completion percentage uh, drops dramatically uh, on the road. But I think the type of weapons and the health of Drew Brees is going to um, uh, a formula for a big game from the uh, all the Saints players, and also a game, big games from the uh, Giants players. Um, I think this is the type of game whoever has the ball last is going to win, and I'm picking the Giants to win this game. Moving on to a very interesting game. Uh, Cincinnati taking on Pittsburgh. Now, A.J. Green was totally unexpected of what happened last week. 180 receiving yards last week against the Jets, against Revis Island. Um, (laughs) He may be able to do that again because... Uh, if Pittsburgh goes to a, a a zone defense, now let me explain something. And I said this a couple years ago, and it's proving true. Pittsburgh played zone defense for the majority of that Monday night game after the first drive. They noticed that they were getting beat man to man. Kirk Cousins cannot beat a zone. I do not understand why he cannot beat a zone. He just can't. He can't find the right man. But Deshaun Jackson got by the secondary a couple times. Uh, he caught one big deep ball, but another he didn't. Cincinnati, it looks like they're going to be able to throw the ball. A lot better than I anticipated. Ryan Shazier should be back. He should be. Lawrence Timmons and those other guys. You didn't see a an attacking Pittsburgh defense. They didn't have to. The Redskins were one-dimensional because they do not have a running game. Or uh, Matt Jones just was not effective enough to have them run. Um, Now, this is the Vontez Burfitt, I'm going to knock people out type game. They got him his suspension, and Burfitt should be back. But he get a three or five game suspension. I can't remember. But one of the two. Point being, Pittsburgh. Cincinnati does not like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh does not like Cincinnati. This is going to probably have a couple of fights in it. A couple of fights. Uh, and James Harrison is familiar with Cincinnati. He played with him for a year, a couple years back. Um, so the personnel over there. When, even when he was on their team, they were afraid of him. So I can see him being a, a big force in this game. D'Angelo Williams, 
destructive running back versus the Redskins. That will not happen this week. Trust me, D'Angelo Williams will not have the type of game he had last Monday night versus the Redskins this week versus Cincinnati. It will not happen. Mr. L, L. Rogers, or Eli Rogers, I'm not sure if he's going to get a lot of playing time because Marcus Wheaton should be back. But he's a guy where Pac-Man or Newsom or somebody's going to have to cover him. He's very elusive. Um, and I think he's going to have a good game, but I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's going to uh, be the X factor here. Of course, your boy, Antonio Brown. I do not expect him – to do what he did last week. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I think it's going to be, uh, uh, in Jerry's words, last team to have the ball wins the game. Since I can't predict that, I cannot pre- predict a winner. So I'm going to leave this one up in the atmosphere. Go ahead, JT. Hey, people. That's what you call a wishy-washy person. What? That's, that's what you call a person that can't make a decision. This is played in Pittsburgh. <coughs> Excuse me. This is played in Pittsburgh. These two teams don't like each other. I'm, I'm, I, and that's probably not a strong enough word. Um, they've been waging Twitter wars with each other before this game. You saw what happened last week. I mean, excuse me, last season with this, including the playoffs. These two teams do not like each other. Despise, hate each other. This is a two-chin-strap game. This is must-see football. If no other game that you watch, watch this game because this is this is going to be a game worth watching. Um, both teams got an attitude. Uh, both teams want to reign, uh, be the reigning uh, champ of the AFC North. Um, this is the first step in doing that against these two, two against each other. I like Pittsburgh to win this game. They're they're the decision. I like Pittsburgh to win this game. Whatever. Now, uh, let's head on up to D.C. or down to D.C. from Pittsburgh where the Redskins host the uh, Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Now, Dak was very impressive. And Dak even told a reporter or a group of reporters – uh, how he really felt about what Des Bryant said. He didn't slam Des. He just said if uh, Des would have came down with a touchdown, they wouldn't be talking about, you know, how many receptions he had or passes or whatever, or whatever the case may be. Des said he's going to go through his progression. I mean, not Des. Dak said he's going to go through his progression. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. And everyone knows that listens to this show that I'm a Washington Redskins fan, and I cannot stand the Dallas Cowboys. If Josh Norman is not on Des Bryant for 90% of this game, Breland did a good job his rookie year versus Des. That was under a different defensive coordinator. But if Josh Norman is not on this guy 90% of the time, the Redskins stand no chance of winning this game. 
None. Allow me to explain. Jason Witten has always hurt us. Uh, Zeke is going to have a little bit more run to room. I mean, room to run uh, because the Redskins proved last week that they are not able to stop the run. And Alfred Morris is coming back. Even though it's with the Cowboys, he's coming back to uh, D.C. for this game. So I expect him to see the ball several times. Several times. I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to double up on the Redskins. Yes, I said it. I know I'm a, I'm a Skins fan. But based upon the fact that we have no running game, to the point that we're looking at Ray Rice, who's been out of football for two years, quite possibly coming in. Maybe not this game, because it's too late. But at some point, looking at Ray Rice coming in, where the Redskins are not uh, in any predicament of winning. Kirk Cousins cannot beat a team that plays zone. Can't. I don't know why. He just can't. With no running game, the defense is going to be on the field a lot. So, I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys, unfortunately. But, oh. unbiased, unbiased, as I always am. Go ahead, Jason. Wow. I'm impressed. I am really impressed that you went out on a limb and and picked the Dallas Cowboys. To double you up. know what? And you know what, Victor? In this game, I'm picking the Washington Redskins to win the game. At home. Now, I know we're going to lose. I know we're going to lose now that you're picking them. I think that the Washington Redskins got the cobwebs out of their heads uh, in that last game and uh, are going to have a better showing at home against their division rival, against a rookie quarterback, a rookie running uh, and, and have a better showing uh, than they had last week. So I'm picking the Washington Redskins. Interesting. Let's go to a game that uh, it's going to be offense versus defense. And I think the defense is going to win this game. Talking about Tampa Bay taking on Arizona. Arizona's coming off a crushing defeat uh, last week, whereas they should have won that game. They should have won that game versus New England, but they did not. Um, now, what does that mean for Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay looked really good. Jameis Winston looked really good. He still had a couple of flaws, but he was going against Atlanta as well, who I thought, you know, was going to lay down and, and curl up like a cockroach. Uh, they didn't. It, it, it became a very good game. But Tampa Bay heads out to the desert and – Jameis Winston has not seen a defense other than other than Carolinas that's going to be as swarming and violent towards him than Arizona. I really believe Carson Palmer is going to get whatever fixed that he needs to get fixed so he can connect with all his receivers, and the running game will be in, in, in full swing. 
and they won't have to rely on their kicker. I really believe Arizona is going to um, only give up 10 points in this game. Only 10. So, by all means, take Arizona in a big, big way on this game. Go ahead, JT. Yeah, I like uh, uh, Tampa to lose this game also. Um, uh, I think Arizona is pretty pissed off that they lost that game last week at home. Guess a backup quarterback, and they had every chance to win that game. Um, the defense didn't play that well and, and allowed uh, some big plays against that defense. Uh, I think they're right to wrong this week and, and beat Tampa Bay. Okay, let's move on. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams open up their home. It's their home opener, and we'll see what Jeff Fisher and his team looks like against another tough team, a divisional opponent, Seattle Seahawks. Now, last week, Rawls did not get that many uh, snaps. Uh, He got some, but Christian Michael was listed as the number one back. Christian Michael got the bulk of the carries, didn't do that much with him. Um, Russell got hurt, tweaked his ankle a little bit, but... I honestly believe, honestly believe that the Rams are not going to perform well. And uh, Seattle's going to put it on them. Now, what does that mean? Even though Fisher's in the, in the negotiation area of, uh, of extending his contract, if the team continues to go downward and not show the effort under his tutelage, that they need to seems like they're trying to get a new stadium. They're trying to do this, that, and the third Fisher might be gone before the season's over with. That's my opinion, but I have Seattle, uh, beaten by double digits, the Los Angeles Rams. Go ahead, JT. Um, this is going to be a very interesting game for the simple fact is does LA, who usually plays pretty well against uh, the Seattle. I think they beat them last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I know they play uh, they played their division rival really, really tough. Um, and uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks is not a, for most people, it's a lock. But all bets are off when they play, these two teams play each other. And you can't possibly think home opener first time they're ever playing back in LA since the, uh, in 20 something years that uh, they're going to put, have a performance like they had um, last week in up in San Francisco. The other factor is this, and I got to believe that it's weighing on the minds of some guys of what Jeff Fisher put out there Um and uh, how they feel, how they feel about it, and how much of it's going to permeate throughout the team playing for, for Jeff Fisher, um, even though they're professionals. But I, I would have to, I'd be remiss in, in not picking Seattle um, because they're 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 the most talented team, the better quarterback. Agreed. Let's move on to a game that. You know, ordinarily, I'd be like, okay, well, this is 
this is academic. I would ordinarily say that. But Indianapolis has a little bit of resolve. Uh, and Denver showed that they can they can come back and be resilient. But they also show that they can turn the ball over a lot, too. I think Andrew Luck is going to be meeting Vaughn Miller and the rest of that defensive line quite a bit. Because in the preseason, I believe Andrew was sacked, what, 10, 12 times in the preseason. So what I'm telling you is Denver is going to smoke them like a uh, Philly Blunt. Now, will Andrew be able to get the ball to T.Y., Moncrief, Dorsett, and all those other guys? He might. He might. But I'm not banking on that. Not at all. I think Denver wins this, even with Trevor Simeon um, having one or two turnovers. And, you know, Mr. Booker, if he wants to stay in the NFL and if he wants to stay on Kubiak's good side, he won't fumble the ball uh, because C.J. Anderson, he looks like he's the real deal uh, and can carry the load by himself. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. But Denver wins this one. Go ahead, JT. All right. Um, Demarius Thomas is questionable, limited, been limited in practice all week. Uh, he's dealing with a hip issue. Uh, if he plays, he's, he won't be 100% and maybe used as a decoy. Um Played in Denver. Indianapolis is 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 uh, banged up in the secondary big time, and don't even have a defense. We had talked about this in the off season and in the draft that they did not do anything to address the defense it, seriously, and now they have DBs that are banged up, not playing, back up to playing, whatever, and they're going up against the Denver defense. I mean Denver defense, yeah. And a Denver offense that is better than what they have. I like Denver big time in this. Let's move on. Atlanta at Oakland. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, Oakland beat New Orleans in a shootout. Drew Brees had 423 yards, and Oakland still won the game. Atlanta, you're not going to get that opportunity. Oakland's going to smoke you guys. I'm just going to tell you, David Carr, uh, Crabtree, Cooper, Murray, uh, uh, Walford, not your ordinary, ordinary uh, everyday names in, in football, but the defense of the Raiders, even though they gave up a bunch of yards and stuff like that, they're gonna they're gonna catch up to Atlanta. Trust me. Julio might get his man. But that's not that's not gonna help. It's not gonna help. Because Devontae Freeman is not gonna get the ball twenty four times. They're giving it to Tevin Coleman. And that's gonna hurt their ability to win this game. I believe sincerely that Oakland is gonna win by ten points. 
I believe they are that much more improved from last year. This is a game that they would normally have a, a close game in, right? But I believe Oakland's going to find a way to win this game by 10 points or better in Oakland. That's what I got. JT? Matt Ryan on the road, outside on the grass against an Oakland defense. I mean, against an Oakland defense that is uh, um, ready to hunt, uh, led by Khalil Mack and company. With the offense that can they can put out there, I'm talking about Oakland. Um, I don't think uh, uh, the Falcons have a snowball's chance in hell. I like Oakland. To the upset pick of the week, at least from my perspective, Jacksonville goes to San Diego. Now, it's unfortunate, but Keenan Allen's gone after having a decent first half of the game, but he's gone for the whole season. That means Inman, uh, James Jones, and the rest of those guys in San Diego have to step up. I will admit, and I did grab him, that – Gordon looks like he can play a little ball. Uh, wow. So, uh, as I said, I will admit that Jerry, at least for week one, was right. But w- here's a test. Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is going to roll up on San Diego and pull a drive-by shooting on them. I don't – it doesn't matter to me if Chris Ivory is in the hospital or whatever he's doing. I think Jacksonville is just that much more improved offensively. And their defense has always been good. It's just going to be that much better going against a limp San Diego passing attack. Um, I think Jacksonville wins this game, probably by field goal. But I'm playing uh, Blake Broyles in this game. I'm playing uh, uh, Allen Robinson and the rest of those guys in this game. Because I think that it's going to be one of those where San Diego wants to control the tempo, but they're not going to be able to. Not against that defense. Not against that defense. So Jacksonville wins this game. Go ahead, JT. People, people, people. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sunday morning is the master plan, which I host. You got to listen to... Uh, what I have to say um, on the games coming up. Um, This is the first week of the waivers coming out. Guys, I'm going to tell you, go pick up um, and uh, getting back to this game. This game is going to be a lot closer than most people think. Jacksonville's traveling from South Florida, from Florida, I should say South Florida, from Florida, all the way over to San Diego, east coast to west coast. Doesn't fare well for most teams that do that. They go to big, huge change in climate. I mean, in, in time zone. In well, time zone, not climate, in time zone. Just, did, I, did I interrupt you? Go no, ahead. I, I didn't, listen, go ahead. Listen, go ahead. Thank you. So what I'm saying is this. Now, there's been a lot of hype on Jacksonville's defense, um, and 
didn't really prove well last week. Um, and this is, this is a very young team. And uh, versus a team that has got a great mixture of old versus new in uh, San Diego. That's why I think this game is going to be a lot closer than most people think, including my, my, uh, um, my esteemed host. And I'm picking an upset because Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken, is favored in this game. I'm picking San Diego to win this game. No, in fact, San Diego's favored. I'm picking yeah. San Diego to win this game. Listen, okay. Here's the deal. I'm not going to make a big fuss about the the East Coast West Coast thing. The reason why is That's because valid. Well, very valid. Oh, well, let let me explain why. It's a 425 game, which is equivalent to a 125 game East Coast. So it's not like they're playing 10 a.m. West Coast time. Not doing that. They're playing a 425 game. A 425 game is equal to 125 East Coast. So therefore. Different bed. Well, got that. I got that. But the time difference should not be that big of a difference. Um, but it, it, it may have some, it may have something to do with it. It may, but I don't think it will. Let's move on to the Sunday night game, green Bay versus Minnesota. They open up their brand new stadium. Uh, Minnesota does, and they welcome green Bay. Uh, Eddie Lacy didn't have a big game, but neither did Adrian Peterson. Now, yes, Adrian Peterson is, is older. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers had to go down to Miami, I believe it was. No, Jacksonville, and uh, have a shootout with Jacksonville. Uh, now he's going to go to the Dome and see what he can get. I did not expect Minnesota's defense to be that potent as it was last week, but it was. Still don't know if it's going to be Sean Hill or Sam Bradford. I don't think it's going to matter. I think Green Bay goes into the new dome and uh, beats Minnesota because uh, they're so uh, uh, unsure who's going to be their quarterback. Excuse me, because they want to get Sam Bradford in, in it. They really do. But I don't see Sam Bradford coming in second game of the season after, what, two weeks of preparation uh, going against uh, Green Bay and winning. Uh, I just don't. Green Bay wins this, I want to say, 26-17. Go ahead, JT. Two guys, two guys, two teams that uh, want to establish themselves in the NFC North um, as, as uh, quite naturally uh, who is the top dog in the NFC North and who else is going to be a, um, a force in the NFC. Um, two teams that don't like each other, definitely don't like each other. Uh, long story, division rivals, um, some turmoil in the quarterback position for Minnesota. Uh, I don't think that makes much of a difference in this game, even though it's an upgrade if Sam Bradford plays, in my opinion. Um, Packers, to spoil the um, opening of a new stadium in Minnesota. Last game, uh, actually, of the weekend, 
Philly goes to Chicago. Now, this is an interesting game because I I really don't think Carson Wentz um, had a a tough time versus Cleveland. Not saying he'll have a tough time versus Chicago, but I think he's going to have a tougher time versus Chicago. Uh, Langford, he he was sufficient. He was sufficient in doing what he needed to do last week. Uh, Kevin White uh, showed up a little bit. Uh, who else? Alshon Jeffries did not, though. And that's the key. Jeffries did not. But Chicago's defense, Danny Trevathan, Chris Houston, and all these other guys, they're coming together. I think Wentz is going to get his first glimpse of a 3-4 uh, ran by somebody that pretty much teaches the 3-4 in his sleep. And I believe Chicago has the talent to do the 3-4. And I believe Philly's going to end up um, seeing that that game versus Cleveland, that was an aberration. I don't think Carson Wentz – I think Carson Wentz comes back down to earth on this game. And Chicago – uh, wins their home opener on Monday Night Football. JT? Ooh. Who to take? Jay Cutler, Carson Wentz. Jay Cutler, Carson Wentz. Who did not look bad? Carson. Jay Cutler didn't look bad Carson. against you guys. He didn't look too bad Carson against Wentz. Houston. Carson Wentz, Jay Cutler. Carson Wentz, Jay Cutler. Flip a coin. Which side of the coin do I want it to fall on? Jay Cutler. I like Chicago to win this game. Uh, it's not going to be an easy game. I think uh, Carson Wentz is, is, is going to surprise, surprise a, a few people by his poise. Um, but uh, I think uh, Chicago, simply by, the fact that, simply by the fact they're playing at home, I'll give them the advantage. All right. With that being said, that ends our uh, week two preview. Uh, we got about, what, seven minutes left. So what I want to do with that seven minutes is uh, just briefly, let's talk about some of the things that shocked us this past week in week one. I'll let you go first, and uh, if you leave me any time, I will clean it up. Go ahead, JT. What shocked you in week one of the NFL? I really appreciate it, man. Now you just a backhanded slap. No respect, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, I was surprised by how bad L.A. looked. Oh, my God. I, I watched that game, and I'm, I'm looking and waiting to see, uh, not just because I, I'm a Ty Gurley fan, it's for the simple fact is that uh, I can't believe how bad they played. Uh looked like they, they – and, in fact, now I know why. Maybe they weren't inspired um, and, and had no no fire to – to um. Uh, uh, to go on. Uh, that, that's one thing. The other thing I was surprised about is that the uh, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially Jameis Winston, who threw four touchdowns, and somebody didn't like Jameis when he first came out last year, thought he wasn't going to be all that. Jeez. Someone else who said, you're completely wrong. Jameis lit him up uh, and, and with poise and, and through some big-time throws and small windows. Um, and he's only going to get better uh, as he gets uh, more of his uh, NFL career under his belt. Uh, I was really surprised about the, 
how 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 well he played. I wasn't surprised. Let me put it that way. Not that not that much surprised. I was surprised how Arizona's defense played against the New England Patriots at home. I mean, I, I was really surprised about that. I, I couldn't believe how they were carving them up and guys wide open. Chris Hogan, Chris Hogan, come on, man, against Jimmy Garoppolo with no Gronk, and and they wind up winning that game. I, I'm, I was really surprised about that. And and uh, um, what else am I surprised about? Oh, I'm surprised that Buffalo. I thought Buffalo would have a better showing of themselves than they did when they played uh, the Baltimore Ravens. And as bad as the Baltimore Ravens, especially in the receiving core, were, that they wound up winning, being able to win that game. And just to, and, and and just goes to show, like I've been saying for the last two seasons that Mr. Rex Ryan is overrated. That I I told you at the beginning of the season that he's on a hot seat. You said you didn't know about that. I said he was on a hot seat, and I stated why. And now people are seeing it. People are realizing the last two seasons that he's with the Jets is the same as the first two, the last season and the beginning of this season with the Buffalo Bills. No pass rush and getting burned on the back end and, uh, of um, each, of with wide receivers, and he fires the offensive coordinator, and doesn't do anything about uh, uh, shaking up uh, the defense calling or whatever. That's all I got. Well, you took some of my thunder, which is fine, uh, but I think that uh, what surprised me was that Greg Norman um, was fired by Buffalo this past week. Uh, even though that's week two, and uh, the difference in the game was not the offense. It was Rob Ryan's defense. Um, but it is what it is. We'll, we'll we'll see how this plays out for, for Buffalo. But I was thoroughly surprised at how my team played on a Monday night. Um, the lack thereof a run game um, – the ability to just not put your best corner on their best receiver and let the best person win. Um, what else was I surprised about? Um, uh, I was surprised that, that uh, Denver came back to win. Honestly, I thought that game was over and uh, it wasn't. Told you it was going to replay of last year. Denver's going to win yeah. that game. We put a lot of pressure on Cam Newton, and which they did. Um, and it's just a replay. And I, and I also said it. I think I said it on Sunday, or maybe I said it before we got screwed up on on um, um, on, on Saturday. Styles make fights. I think I said it on Sunday. And some some fighters just can't beat uh, a certain style of fighting. And I thought that's what the deal was with uh, Denver against Carolina. Carolina just can't beat Denver because of the type of style of defense they played. And I thought that's why that's why I thought Denver was going to win that game, regardless how it turned out and how close it was. And with the missed field goal, it, it it is what it is. Denver won the game. Yeah, yeah. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I I, I wasn't too surprised. But I will tell you this: this Sunday, tomorrow, well, for you guys. Tomorrow, JT is going to be running down some players you need to pick up uh, if you can because it's so late 
in the game right now. They're probably already gone. I probably hook you up with something that you can get uh, next week. Um, but we shall see 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the master plan. JTAT and money doing what he does. Don't forget Thursdays, 8 p.m., uh, the FSP Cruise Show. He and Jeff and sometimes Black jump on and do what they do. Then you're right back here Saturdays at 1 p.m. with me, it's me Mr. FSP, along with JT. And uh, we gets down and we gets busy. With that being said, thank you, JT, for coming on. Appreciate you, my brother. Um, hopefully, all you listeners out there uh, got some good information. And we helped you prepare for your fantasy weekend. I got to go because it's time for me to hit the hay. I'm out, brother. See ya. Fantasy sports and politics. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live. You know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We talking fantasy, sports, and politics.